What is your profession? Welcome to OCR Audio with your hosts, Luke and Jack. Excellent. Right, we are back after a busy few weeks. Pretty much since Spartan Race Scotland, it has been all go. All on. We've had two events in, well, I've had two events in like a week, pretty much. Um, and we've had the biggest event in the final race of the Spartan Race UK season. Um, just gone this weekend. Jack, how are you feeling after it? Uh, a bit like a train wreck, to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually felt pretty good after the beast. Um, I had a bit of a disappointing finish in the beast, so I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to do the super, definitely going to do the super. And I did do the super, but after the super, I was like, oh, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. I just felt like a train wreck. But, you know, last one of the season, I have a bit of a rest now and, you know, look after the body a bit more now. That's it. Well, this um, rewinds to not this weekend, weekend before. Um, I was flying across the pond to the States. Across the pond. Yeah, to uh, to head to Tahoe and take part in the Spartan Race World Championships. Um, I think we'll start there in this episode and then we will move forward in time to the weekend just gone and Windsor. So, but that's the World Championships. The uh, the flight was long, 16 hours plus a, an hour coach ride. Um, not, not exactly the pre-race prep you want, is it? A 16-hour bloody flight and then a coach ride. I know, but I did have a whole day rest between getting there and then competing in the World Championship race. Um, although my body didn't know that because it still thought it was in the UK and I was waking up at Stupid every hour, yeah. yeah, all the time. But no, it was great. Uh, so it was Tahoe uh, in America. Yep. Probably the last time that's going to be there, you think? I think they're going to move it, yeah. I do think it'll be the last time it's in Tahoe. I'm hoping they'll move it outside of America. Although, going to Tahoe, I can really see why they do put it on there because it has everything. Like, the whole infrastructure's there. Very much like if you've been to... If you went to OCR World Championships at Blue Mountain... Um, Tahoe kind of ski resort. It's got all the amenities. It's got shops. Um, it's got bars, restaurants. Um, oh, yeah. really it's a bit rad. like um, the European Championships in Morsley, isn't it? They tend to yeah. put these events on where there's already the capacity to have such a big event, you know? Yeah, very much the same. There was um, a lodge there where I stayed with Tom Solomon. And tons of rooms. Had a pool. Had a hot tub, which was lovely. Nice. Um, yeah, and the terrain around there, which was literally just outside of the door, was amazing. Elevation, I think we went up to around about 4,500 feet, something around about there. Um, you could probably eke out a little bit more. I'm sure they've done higher elevation at different years. Um, and it had it all. It had the lake swim. It was windy treacherous downhills, really technical downhill running, um, hard uphills. I really like the way they laid out the course this year. Um, started off with a massive, massive uphill, pretty much, then levelled out. Plenty of obstacles at the top, including the swim, which caught so many people out. It was quite cold, but it was quite a few people pulled out, wasn't there? Yeah, oh, I think even just from the... Uh, the first wave, maybe 15, 20 people had to come out. Crikey. Because there was a talk when they were on the live feed, um, and I'm assuming most of the listeners listen to that and watch the Facebook live feed. Mm. Um, it's actually a good one. Uh, they've copped a few up in the past, but this particular one was actually a spot on feed. Well, really good. interesting to watch. Um, and you just couldn't, it looked warm, and you couldn't really grasp that how cold it wasn't until you got to sort of like a picture where you could see the wind blowing and you could see everyone sort of like shivering and oh yeah um, yeah you don't really realize how cold it looked or was yeah it was it wasn't too bad getting in it was when you got out of the water and then went off running again 
there was kind of a bit of an open space and the wind was coming in from the right hand side and it was hitting you from like the back and it was absolutely freezing and you just you wanted to try and get running try and get your legs moving try and warm up but it was just keeping you really cold i can definitely tell a lot of people were struggling and moving a lot slower after that lake swim but it was all right managed to run it off in the end got myself moving got my legs working again it looked quite a runnable course like for instance um for every uphill there looked to seem to be like quite a nice bit of downhill yeah fairly um the uphill was tough long um some of the uphill had like tree bark and just quite uneven ground so your feet were like sticking in but the downhill it was very technical um, and a lot of rocks um, and kind of sand but really runnable if you wanted to commit to it you could go down that at some speed mm-hmm. I think I went down a few of the downhills and I was like oh this is quick yeah <laughs> flying down but yeah it was, a, it was a really runnable course nice course um, I actually enjoyed the whole thing I think everything that they put out was challenging um, the course was really tough. The two uphills were a slog. Um, not my favourite bits rowing uphill, but the downhills were epic. To finish off the race, coming down the side of the mountain into the, uh, the finish. Mm-hmm. So, finish the obstacles are they very similar to the UK obstacles? Because obviously we're owned by the UK, uh, sorry, the USA market. So, are the like the, the obstacles are similar? Uh, pretty much everything was the same. <clears throat> it suits us, doesn't it? Yeah, um, the only things that were different is they had the armory, which is the red ball with a handle on that you've got to like hold between your legs and waddle. Um, oh, opposed then, to the Atlas carry. No, they had Atlas as well, but they had armory as a second, as another. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, people did. What are the rules on that? Because I watched some of the ladies and they physically pick it up. I think yeah. it was Hammond. I think um, some people like Hammond accidentally picked it all up. Yeah, some people got confused and actually thought it was the Atlas. Yeah. They picked it up, but it, the armory, you're supposed to hold it by the handle, move it along to the end, come back round. It's not a hard one. You can move through it quite quickly. Yeah. If you waddle quite fast, I reckon you can get in and out of there. 10 seconds, 15 seconds, maybe. You're a good waddler, so that suits you, doesn't it? That's just my movements. <laughs> um, the other one that we uh, that they had that we do eight not hanger. was ape hanger. Um, interesting. I do think if that came to the UK, people like the Twister would struggle at first because it is very gripping orientated and because it moves, <coughs> you've got to reach up, grab, yeah. reach up, grab. <coughs> I do think it would pose a bit of a struggle for some people. Because that was, uh, I mean, we'll talk about the, the pro race later, but that was definitely Robert Killian's downfall there. I know he was probably flagging anyway, but yeah. he got his hands wet from that uh, so, and then couldn't get the tyre. Uh, what you had to do was get into, like, kind of the big container with water, climb up the rope. Yeah. And, along the ladders yeah um, and the problem is when you're in and going up the rope it's very hard to keep your hands because you need to lean yourself in and then you've got to hit the bell and come down the end and sometimes you just put your hands in the water so uh, I was lucky enough didn't really get too much water on my hands I didn't come off did it fairly quickly so when I got to the tire which was straight afterwards <clears throat> I had to just go between two tyres because one, somebody had used it and it was soaking. Um, when I went to the second one, it was a little bit drier. I could get my hands under it yeah. and, and get it up. But again, the tyre, Yokohama tyre flip is massive. Is it, it 400 is, pounds, I think? I something think like that. It was absolutely huge. It, that far into a race, it was a, it was a struggle. But you, if you get it up that once, it's fine. <clears throat> yeah. Just, Get it off the floor the first time, and then you can hold it higher. Yeah, both flips. But a lot of people were burping. Um, I saw a foot. I took over a few people there who were burping out. But I know later in the day as well. I think everybody almost 
was burping or at least struggling with it to get it up. It was it was very heavy. It's one of those things, isn't it? As an elite and you're going through sort of top 20, it's not so bad because it hasn't been soaked with people trying it multiple times. Yeah. I think, like you say, once you get through the first 50, 60 people, the yeah. more people that come up to that wet, you know, the more it's going to get wet, wet. And it just doesn't dry. Unless you've got a beaming hot day, it's going to stay yeah. wet, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, but the thing is the tyres are so big as well. If you're on one side, it's going to stay wet because yeah. it will actually shield itself from yeah. the, yeah, the yeah. sun. But yeah, no, great, great obstacle. Um, they what was would, the distance in total, the actual? I think it was about 13 and a half, 40. Right, so similar to Winter then, so a good, a good distance, not ridiculously long, not short. No. Um, how much of that was actual running in the sense of, obviously it's all running, but did there seem to be parts that you were running for a long time or was it well averagely broken up by obstacles? For instance, I thought Morzine was pretty good because every time you start to think, oh my God, this running's going on for a while, there was an obstacle. Whereas at the weekend, I felt like there was lots of running and then it was obstacle, 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 obstacle you know, like, so. Yeah, um, I think there was... A good amount of running, <coughs> but yeah, there was a lot of obstacles and they were spread out. You did have a little clump of them every so often, so you had maybe one, two. Um, but even on the downhill, there was a few obstacles. There was kind of like a, I would call it a sternum checker. Yeah. But it was kind of just a one over wall, which stopped you in your pace. So you didn't absolutely fly down the hill too quickly. Yeah, they probably did that on purpose to answer you. Yeah. Um, but no, it was. Well laid out, um, everything you'd expect from a championship course. Tough, challenging, well laid out, um, and you could go through it at some pace. So you're, you're at the tyre, you flipped the tyre, <clears throat> what was next, spear? No, um, after the tyre, um, it was double sandbag carry into ah, yes. monkey, twister monkey. Yeah. The spear was up on the mountain at the top, and when I got to it, the wind was going absolutely crazy. Yeah. I threw my spear and it went up, down, up. Like it was like Ronaldo had hit a football and it just moved in the air. I was like, yeah. oh my god! So I missed the spear. I had to do thirty burpees, um, proper burpees. I will add, there were some very suspect burpees happening on the day. Now we can talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, I was at this time. I was. Or me and Jesse Betts were running uh, together. I missed the spear, went and started my burpees. Jesse missed the spear just after me and came and did burpees. I even went for 31 burpees. Just in case. Just to make sure I didn't want to be docked any points or time. Um, <clears throat> and then after that, we went into a little bit of a... There was a few obstacles as you come down the hill and then there was the double sandbag carry which was 120 pounds that's heavy man so for uk listeners that 120 pounds means nothing we'll we'll find that out in kilograms <laughs> you mean you'll use google <laughs> i will use google Just say, 55, okay. <laughs> 55 kilograms in two, two sandbags so given the fact that most i would say the average person weighed around about 70 yeah 70 to 75 kilograms given that what you're looking at like john alban who won it is yeah. about 67 65 something around about that no. kilograms I asked that him. was probably <laughs> 10 kilos lighter than his full body weight yeah which is pretty crazy um yeah it was it's very heavy it was 20 kilos lighter than me. I managed to move it. It was all about how you position the bag. Interesting. Um, when, on the live feed, when we saw John, John Alvin come in to do it, he put, yeah. it took literally a minute to put one on top of the other and he picked it up from the underneath and then he put them both onto his shoulder. Whereas no, I'm not, talking about the other one. Oh, which one were you on about? The long sandbag. Uh, and then the short one, okay. Yeah, that was the heavy one. Right. And it was just... Crazy because the long one is like a necklace. You barely, I had it down one shoulder and a sandbag in the middle. You, right. It was a steady uphill and then it was quite a downhill. This is the one that we saw Lindsay overtake Tom Solomon, or is it? 
no. <laughs> this is the first one, the one that Ryan Atkins did in the team race and just ran. Oh, down yeah, flew, flew, flew. Steam train. But yeah, that two was. Two sandbags. Sh- you are? So it was two sandbags then? Yeah. <laughs> that was heavy as hell. Um, the other one was just after the tyre. Um, and yeah, that was where <laughs> Tom's claim to fame was dropping both the sandbags behind Lindsay. Well, Lindsay, you have to make him look stupid, basically. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that one wasn't as bad. Uh, you just had to get the two sandbags positioned correctly. It was just up and down. It wasn't a long one. It was just you had to keep moving and hold the sandbags. Didn't let them slip. You didn't want to tax your grip too much because you went into monkey twister monkey, which is yeah. a really good obstacle. I really like that. I wonder if I'll do that next year in England. <laughs> I hope they do because it wasn't. They've got just, all the stuff, surely. Yeah, it's just different because you're monkey bar, then you got to twist around for twister. I like to do twister backwards, so I kind of put my hand on top of the monkey bar, threw myself around, did that. It was just more movement orientated and made you keep a bit more taxing. Yeah, a bit of strong core. Um, it wasn't long, though. It was very short. Um, I think a few people were even coming off. So it was different. But literally after that, then you went into the second hill climb, which was, again, brutal because it went on forever. Um, in fact, the hills, the hill climbs were not as bad as Morzine. Morzine today is the hardest race I think I've done for sure and well, maybe <laughs> yeah I think anybody that has done Morzine and then if you went to Tahoe Morzine let us know man get, it, get, get on Instagram on Facebook let us know which was the harder race Morzine yeah. or Tahoe Morzine or Tahoe for me Morzine definitely I'd like to know from some of the French athletes what they do yes um, but yeah overall the race excellent um, definitely challenging enough I can't believe some of the times that were done by like the top three, top ten guys. Unreal. So I, I give the times now. So the winner from the male, John Arban, uh, UK athlete, if you already know that, two hours and seven minutes and four seconds. Ryan Atkins very close behind in two hours, seven minutes and 29 seconds. Yeah. And then Robert Killian, two hours, ten and five. From the ladies' side, and I, when I just looked at this, I was like, Christ, this is not far off, you know. Lindsay yeah. Webster, 2.25. So she wasn't that far away, you know? Yeah, um, crazy. Rebecca Hammond, 2.29. And then Susanna Kosamova in 2.31. And I know how quick that girl is because she flew past us in Morzine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, I would say as well for Susanna Kosamova, she went into that with a knee injury and I yeah. saw her knee afterwards and it did not look nice. No. No. So to do that, that pace on a knee injury that she already had. Yeah. Very impressive. She's, she's a talented girl and she's got a lot more to give, I reckon. Yeah, crazy. Crazy, crazy. And then, um, I'm going to apologise if I've missed anyone. I don't think I have. So there's four UK guys out there. I know um, the OCR girls went out there and did um, the open wave. But from the championship race, yourself, Luke, in two hours, 39 so that's not bad. That's pretty good. Finishing where? 42nd in the world? Yeah, I think I was 42nd male. And then Jesse Betts, 2.44. So where did you lose Jesse then? So you ran were quite close to Jesse. Where did you manage to get that couple of minutes on him? Um, I think after the tyre. I think I just went through the second double sandbag after yeah. the tyre quite quickly. And then monkey twist to monkey. And I just went up the hill. Mm-hmm. As much get a bit of time. I didn't didn't see him after that I think he was just behind me so he wasn't far off he was yeah five minutes five minutes and then strong. a little bit behind that was our obviously our coach Dr Tom Solomon in three hours ten and then also George Edwards in a, an amazing time really 3.12 George came in at so yeah. that's pretty impressive and like I say from the, from the other side I'm, I don't I don't think we had any girls out there um, from the UK and the only other person obviously John Alvin who won in 2007 so that's not bad. I think next year we need to get more of a UK uh, representation out there. Um, a little bit disappointing, really, from the team side of things as well. Um, so yeah. Don't know what happened there, but next year definitely need to 
Uh, well, I'm I'm looking to go out next year, wherever it is. That's definitely one of my main races next year. And I'm pretty sure there's a few others that will be targeting that as well. Yeah, I think if it changes locations, which everybody thinks it will change locations, hopefully it will leave America. It's been there for how many years? I don't know, seven years, six yeah. years? Yeah. What were the Absolutely. choices? We were trying to work this out, weren't we? Uh, what were the choices? We have Mexico, Slovakia, UK, Canada. Yeah. What was it? One more? Italy, then? Spain, Spain. Um, and Czech Republic. Uh, so Spartan HQ put out a little yeah. post on Instagram. Uh, where should the World Championship be? Comment below. And they had a few flags of countries that are maybes or... Well, it's interesting because Joe DeSena said before the race, whoever wins will get the choice to host it at their place. I just can't see us having it in the UK. Like, like we said yesterday, there isn't anywhere we'd want it. Not that there's already... You know, I don't think Perth this year was good enough to host it. Host, host it? Host it. Host it? Host it. Ireland hasn't got a beast course yet. And there's no other There's no other beast course in the UK that I don't think. No, I don't think at the moment. Obviously, Edinburgh was the European Championship course a couple of years ago. Yeah. That was probably the toughest course that the UK had. Um, and obviously, they're not there anymore. I've got a feeling maybe one of um, Italy, yeah. or Slovakia. But then it all depends whether the Europeans going to be as well this year, doesn't it? Because will they host it both in Europe? That's what I'm thinking. Will they have the Worlds and the Europeans? Well, they need to host the Europeans in Europe. Well, of course they do. But will they then bring the Worlds here as well? You know. <laughs> oh, oh come on, Jack. Come on. It's all got to be done. Um, let's let's leave the world for the minute because um, we might have a guest on um, next week. We'll, we can cover the world a little bit more. Someone that was there, um, someone that did very well there. In fact, let's move on to this weekend. Um, so you've got back. When did you get back? Monday. You got back Monday. Went straight to work. I know you did. And yeah. obviously, then you had to travel to Windsor. Uh, Friday, you came down, didn't you? So four five oh. recovery for the finale of the UK Regional Series, which was the Winter Beast on the Saturday. Yeah. Um, it was pretty lush Thursday, Friday weather in England. Uh, pretty sunny, pretty warm, looking good. Saturday just looked like it was going to piss down all day. Um, yeah, it was not fun. So not fun to go out on a beast course. Not when really, for the biggest race of the season in the UK, we needed to be a nice, for the atmosphere more than anything, you know. Unfortunately, yeah. we didn't get that. We just got a crap load of rain. Um, how are you feeling going into Windsor, the beast? I know, uh, let's just take you back to the point. So at that point, you were you were in seconds with mm. me and Scotty chasing you down in third. But let's be honest, I don't think there was any real, unless you DNF'd, I don't think there's any real chance that you were going to be completely out of it. So you just have to have a solid race, didn't you? Yeah. Um, Tristan was in first by eight points. I was in second by eight points. Yeah. Um, and then Scott in third. One point in each other, yeah. Two points behind him. Yeah. So realistically, yeah, I had to DNF or have an utterly terrible race to have moved from second place. Um, I think <clears throat> obviously the main movement or anything would have come in between you and Scott. Yeah in those positions because you guys were close um, and you do favour a distance course and a course with a lot of carries and Windsor had four carries yeah I, I have to admit when that map came out I smiled to myself I thought it could be my day um, so it had two sandbag carries yeah it had a bucket carry and a log carry so actually five carries double double tyre yeah and, and a, so six carries six no wonder I was tired. Um, <laughs> so pretty much I got there on Friday, met up with you, Natasha, um, and I felt fine. I didn't feel too bad at all. Um, I'd been a little under the weather all week from flying, uh, maybe had a bit of a cold, but all in all, I was fine. Um, got to about eight miles into that beast course and I was like, I'm not fine. <laughs> Do you know what I find? Did, did you panic at any point? Because I was thinking behind no. me. Did you, did you always feel like you were safe? I thought, I knew I had enough to make it to the end. I just didn't want to get to a position 
maybe fail an obstacle out of the spear and be like, oh shit, I'm going to be passed by like five people here. Yeah. This could ruin it for me. Um, eight positions. It would have taken Scotty to win and me to come ninth, tenth. And I knew Scotty was in fourth. Yeah. In my mind. Um, so I was in about seventh, sixth place in and around there. So it was only two positions different. So I thought if I'm not going to catch him, I don't think at the back end of the course, my legs had anything in to actually push harder. The second sandbag, which was half a mile. Yeah, it was exactly half a mile. Half a mile sandbag carry on some of the worst terrain I've had to run through, like boggy logs and sticks everywhere. Uh, not- in all fairness, close to dangerous. I mean, yeah, close to dangerous. I mean, t- one person pulled out because he was like, "Why, why get injured and screwed for this?" You know. Yeah. I ripped a calf guard. That's how bad it was. <laughs> I know. Um, well, my world. <laughs> but yeah, so it's not. Um, when I got to about yeah eight nine miles, I was just pushing enough to keep myself going. I have and, to say, at that point, you know, I was loving the course. Whereabouts? <laughs> well, before Twister. <laughs> so. Uh, everyone probably listening did the course so they're going to know what we're talking about so basically the first for me the first definitely the first four or five miles quite runnable um through the woods i love all that wood running trail, yeah yeah that is my favorite and i i feel personally that's where i tend to get quite a lot of away i mean that first shoot it was quite crazy there's what 15 of us all battling for the first little bit we weren't yeah. sure if that tunnel was going to be in there. So we were like, everyone was battling force. I tried to play it a little bit clever. And I, I knew that Tristan Steed, I knew that Ross McDonald uh, and potentially yourself were going to be the guys that were going to probably eventually end up in the top three anyway. So if I could stay behind one of you three rather than going gung-ho and chasing Ben Conroy down, for instance... You know, I just tried to stay behind Tristan and actually it worked quite nicely because what he does well is he just takes his time and then at the right times, he just passes one person at each time and yeah. then just kept with him. And then we found ourselves well ahead, like ridiculously well ahead. And I yeah. turned around and everyone had gone and it was just me and Tristan. Um, I reckon we had a, at one point, we must have had about a three minute lead on everyone. I, it felt like that. We probably didn't, but. It when, just felt like every time we went around a the corner, there was nowhere to be seen. Um, yeah. Most every time we picked up a carry, we just got further ahead. Yeah. When we got to um, kind of on that first four miles, I was in the second group um, and you guys were gone. Every time we came to a carry, you had finished. Yeah. So that was at least a minute or two on the carry. It felt like right. Especially in the bucket. I got caught up at two things which pushed me back a bit i was probably about 10th um a frame i went to flip over and somebody like flipped in front of me so yeah. i got stuck for about 30 seconds they really and didn't tighten that a frame up which was terrible no, it was like really bouncy so when i went to move yeah um, it just kind of like bounced and everything um, they just generally forgot or other yeah and i managed to drop the bucket yeah <laughs> you know, i kind of maneuvered it and it Fell and then that's not gonna help. That's not gonna help. No, that pushed me back a little bit. But it was you're right, the first part of the course was very runnable ish. I wouldn't say it was still it it wasn't flat out, but you you could at least you could run a six minute mile. Uh, I think one point I looked down at me and Tristan going down that hill just before the Olymp before Bender. Oh that hill, sorry, around the corner, then the bucket. Um, yeah. I had a great bucket once I got over Bender uh, got out of the bucket I saw really weirdly Ben Conry and Jesse Betts mm. I couldn't see you and I was thinking oh Christ where's Luke do you know what I mean because I was thinking surely he's there somewhere yeah. I was brilliant. I was all I could see was two naked guys and that was either Jesse Betts or Scotty Barker and unfortunately <laughs> for me it was Scotty Barker uh, yeah. he was obviously the guy that I needed to get ahead of and I think that started to play a bit in my mind and when we came up to Twister um, stupidly, I don't even know how I just came off it. So then I started doing burpees, which allowed Tristan to just get ahead. And then that 
Samuel Caster came through, um, who actually, in all fairness, looked strong. He looked very strong. Um, yeah. And then he, he took, well. yeah, he took down Tristan and sort of um, caught him up. And then unfortunately came through Scotty in third and Jesse uh, while I was doing burpees. And then there was a good, I mean, I think I'd got to 25 burpees before you came up. Yeah, uh, you, were, you were just at the end when I came through. As you uh, finished Twister and finished it, I then ran with you for the wrong. And after that, there didn't seem to be anyone, did there? No, it was a bit. It was a bit of a gap between us and the next people. Tom Somlock, I think it was in the end, wasn't it? Tom Somlock, yeah. Um, but generally, then, there was no one else there, was there? They'd all died or blown up, or we're just like completely. Yeah. The course. I think that back end of the course was the nicer section. The middle bit, which was the beast section, which had the yeah. massive carry on the log yeah. carry. Yeah, yeah. It was just very hard to run um i found myself going and stopping going walking yeah yeah Yeah, you were a bit of a bog i got my it was like stuck moving around well me and tristan pretty much walked the whole of that wood because we both ended up on our ass with that log in the air yeah helped each other at least twice it it uh, was pretty uh pretty treacherous and i think Um, that's pretty much where i lost our time because we were walking I, i on the log, that was my best bet the whole course. I managed to take four people yeah. by running the first half of that log carry. Yeah, um, and then I got pretty much to the second half and I was like, if I run any more, I'm going to like KO myself or something. Break your ankles. Yeah. But by that point, I was coming to the end and you guys gone past me up the road. So you had probably about a two minute lead. Yeah. So I was fairly far from the end. Well, let's put it this way, I'd done, I'd done a set of burpees and, and attempted Twister before you caught up, so that's at, at least two and a half minutes, isn't it? About, yeah. Yeah. About that kind of time. Um, and then you run me in, thank God. I was like, thank God that's Luke. Like, um, yeah, yeah and, and that second after Twister, so when we got back on the super course, so from Twister back onto the super course, there was yeah. not much running there. That was just mud and shit. It yeah, was water, thick it was, skin yeah, and mud. Kind of like hip height water at some points. We didn't need that. We need we needed nice flat hard concrete to run on, didn't we? Uh, yeah, I would say, um, especially for myself, that as a bit more of somebody who relies on my running, um, it would it didn't suit me. It was the beast course was not my favourite course that I'd run this year. No, um, it didn't suit me. My legs were pretty much heavy anyway from coming back from Tahoe. Um, six carries. I can carry, but I think the second sandbag did me in. I went into that carry probably <coughs> just behind Scotty by about 30 seconds. Yeah. I think he put about a minute on me at the end. Yeah, because that was a heavy sandbag. It was a 60-pound sandbag as well, wasn't it? 60 pound sandbag, but it was half a mile and it wasn't runnable. Hey, we improved the next day though. The next day, yeah, but we'll finish <laughs> off the beast first. So, um, yeah, we went for all that. Then there was kind of the end bit, which had block wall. Um, oh, there was Olympus. The monkey bar, Olympus, monkey bars, block wall. Block wall. Um, a little bit more running into the village. Yeah, how one thing, how low was the barbed wire? Yeah. Yeah, uh, and not the best terrain either, was it, underneath? Terrible terrain under the barbed wire. It was not fun to roll over it. I saw a lot of people were cuts yeah. were off in the heads. My knees were oh. the worst they'd been for all year. I'll tell you I who was a legend, though. We need, to, um, we need to get on the podcast, which I know we will, who flew through that, Ian Beef. He was yeah. like a freaking raccoon under there. He was like, oh, 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 oh God. I wouldn't have liked to have been one of the open waivers doing that barbed wire mm-hmm. because it was low. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is almost... Could you imagine with like 30 other people under that? That would have been horrendous. Yeah, no, they're not fun. Uh, but yeah, got through all that. Then we hit the, well, the block wall. And then it was kind of run round into the festival area, the village. Yeah. Um, slip wall, which wasn't really a slip wall because there was no water. Slip wall, yeah. Uh, drag. Plate drag, which on the beast was fine. Yeah, no one had an issue. Nice and grass, brilliant. Um, I missed yeah. the spin because I threw it like yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. 
for like a butterfly fish. Um, that's 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 where I then got my little lead because you missed the spear. Yeah, and I looked and I thought I got the hoist coming. I better go start the hoist because I know you can lift the hoist in nearly double time, <laughs> half the time I can. So I was like, I'll catch you up in a minute. I went and did the spear, block drag spear. Yeah, so block drag spear. Um, I think I lost one place while doing the burpees. Yeah, Tom Tom Sumlet came through. Yeah. Um, so hit that, went over, did the hoists, then was going over the walls. I could see you on the stairway to Sparta. I'm give you a wave. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, stairway to Sparta, and we, we jogged over the line. Yeah. Taking, what, fifth for yourself, sixth for me. Yeah. Um, and after a brave effort from yourself, was probably, what, nine, eight miles that race you were up yeah. there with the... Uh, you were doing what you needed to do. <clears throat> One unfortunate thing cost you a little bit. So yeah. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately the guy that I needed to beat was having the race of his life as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So fair play to Scotty. Uh, fair play to you all. And in all fairness, Jesse Betts performed. Yeah, Jesse again. had a storming race. Uh, which was so good. Men's side, Tristan Steed in two twenty two, Scotty in two twenty three, Jesse Betts in two twenty five. So not bad at all. And then me We will say that Samuel Castor did come through first. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. A Portuguese guy coming over to, to race in the UK. Um he got DQ'd for burpees. Um there is a standard in the UK, a very high standard I've noticed compared to um everywhere else. Everywhere else pretty much. Uh, we are kept to a standard to do proper burpees, specific burpees. People have been pulled up for them in the past. People have been docked time. People have been docked DQ'd. Um, it's just unfortunate he got DQ'd after winning. Um, and I don't know how it went down. I wasn't privy to the conversation. But... I can tell maybe by his uh, social media, he's not happy. happy yeah. I managed to have a quick chat with him uh, on the Sunday, the following day. And to answer, he's a really nice guy. I just, yeah, nice guy. Um, great race as well, really quick. Very, I think he's, come, he's quite top in the Spanish li- in the series, isn't he? Did he come top in the Spanish series? Um, I think last year he was third in the Spanish series. So, you know, the guy's a great racer. Uh, beat Tristan, so not bad at all, really. Um, just a shame that he can't lift a hoist up because that's where he took burpees. And like yes. you say, his burpees weren't to Ellie's standard. So mm-hmm. Barton decided to, you know, tell him that he didn't do one good enough, I don't think. So it's one of those things. I and mean, we had this conversation, didn't we? I mean, the whole burpee thing. I, I kind of like the fact that we have standard in England. What's... Mm-hmm. What's annoying, it's just like it needs everyone needs to know about it. Uh, yeah. in this case, this guy's Portuguese, probably didn't understand what Ellie was going on about on the line. Um, but you know, if you're going to come racing in England, I suppose you have to know these things. Likewise, yeah. if we go to America or Europe, if we do burpees, like you said, you did proper English burpees in America, where yeah. you might have you might have got away with doing some poorer burpees and being a lot quicker. But it's one of those. Yeah, it's it's a hard one. Um, I would prefer it if Spartan just went strict on them all and made everybody do proper ones. Yeah, you do see some suspect ones. In a lot of places. I don't think they can go the other way. I mean, we would say this: if they took the standards away, then you'd be having all sorts of different types of style of burpees. You know, what is it? Chest to floor? Is it hands up at the head? You know, what what is the rule? And in England, we yeah. seem to make this rule now that the rule is that our hips are extended. We leave the root, the floor, and the chest yeah. is the floor. And yeah, it's it's simple, and but it has to be a, across the board throughout. Yeah. The problem um, you've got is you've got people watching Ryan Woods do it on Facebook Live and people like that, and they're not doing it UK standard. You know, it's okay for America, but over here, and I think that's what people see, and you know. It's a hard one, um, but yeah, as rule book goes, if you run in elite, you run in age group, you should know the rules. You should read the rule book. You should adhere to whatever standard is set down on the day by the adjudicating judge. The judge had a ruling; it was done. 
it's unfortunate. It may be <clears throat> marred what was a good battle, a good race. Um, but it happened. So they're the results. Um, and then that affected the regional results in the end of the day. Um, so regional results was Tristan, champion. Um, I came second. Uh, Scott came third. On the female side... Uh, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's do top oh, are we doing top five? Doing top five. <laughs> Jack came fourth. Yay! Only just fourth, though. He could have... Uh, I could have been very there. close. Um, and Tom Solomon, fifth. So, coach coming in top five, killing it as always. Yeah. Yeah, on the ladies' side, uh, you had Jade Champion, Jade Skillen Champion, Natasha, Little Yellow Machine, Mansell, second, and Andrea Marquez, third. And Anna Polenskia, fifth. Sorry, Anna, yep. I just destroyed your name. <laughs> um, and just coming back to the beast results for the ladies, uh, let's just talk about Tasha for a minute. Oh, my God. That kill, she knocked it out of the park. Boom. You know, she was ridiculously fast. 2.44 she won that beast yeah. team. I think Crazy. she was 12th overall. I know, higher. I think it was 10th. 10th overall. Oh, yeah. In the last... Great, in the last two races, the Perth Beast, she was sixth overall. Yeah. In the Windsor Beast, she's tenth overall. Yeah, and that's crazy because it was a that it was a lot of people there. Yeah, um, <laughs> a lot of people. She beat like half the guys' field, more than half the guys' field. <laughs> it's crazy. Andrew in second, two fifty. <clears throat> Jade in third, two fifty four. So unfortunately for uh, Natasha, not quite enough <clears throat> to get in front of Jade into first, but still seeding that second, which is awesome. Yeah, she did well to get the second. I think she had uh, a similar points gap to say me to jump Tristan. It was probably about seven, eight points. So it would have taken something big to happen. But um, she did what she needed to do. Yeah, she did amazing to get second, which was an effort for her. But fair play to Jade. She had a good season. She's done well this year. Yeah, very consistent at all of the championship races. Uh, the regional races, so uh, well done to her. Congratulations. So, overall, Windsor, what did you think? Uh, personally, I don't like the course. Um, it's not my style, of course. The Beast course, again, so many carries. Not my style of running. Um, I didn't... After the race, the Beast, I was like, oh, I don't like it. It's not good. Then it was raining. I was cold. The festival area was a bit rain washed out. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is well, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Then came back on Sunday to do the super course. Um, I ran a lot better. I felt a lot better. I much preferred the super course um, on the Sunday. But it was still very muddy, that second section. It was still very muddy. It was still very hard to run. It wasn't amazing, but there was only two carries. <laughs> I don't think yeah. my legs died as much no. after that. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't... It's not my favourite course that we do in the UK, but it's the la- it seems like it's going to be the last course of the season, so it, it will always be a must-do course. So you've got to suck it up and get on with it at the end of the day. But yeah, so the super the next day, we, uh, me and you decided we was going to go and uh, have a little jaunt after our, after the beast. Um, <clears throat> super, yeah, much. It's interesting, isn't it? When you get, I mean, like just to throw a few names out there, let's, let's forget the big one for the minute, but like, Nuclear had obviously bought James Burton, Das, Alfie Powell, Daniel Corner, you know, a few people coming in that didn't race the Saturday. Um, Lamb, who actually pulled out on the Saturday, raced again on the Sunday. So you think to yourself, oh, okay, do you know what I mean? This could be interesting because I've got very heavy legs. I raced yesterday and these guys are all fresh. 
Yeah, um, yeah. It was quite it a deal. If you're a Spartan athlete, you're a Spartan athlete. You know, you just some somewhere you find it and you just pull it through. Yeah, I don't know. I seem to I seem to run better on the second day, which yeah, is yeah, which is weird. I don't know, but um, yeah. Or, nice to nice to race against the world champion though. Not that we were going to anywhere near touch him because he's still going to drop around and destroy everyone. But yeah, so obviously John Alban. Um, came to the UK to do the super and the sprint races, a la his quest to go to Greece and do the trifecta. He needed to complete a trifecta, and this was probably the easiest one for him to come and do the two bits. So he lined up on Sunday morning in the elite heat um, and went out and did what John Alvin does. Absolutely crushed it. I thought I saw him for about five minutes. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> oh he's gone. <laughs> uh, John's gone. We'll leave oh, John's gone. Uh, but yeah, it was always, it's always good to line up with uh, the best. great runners. So pretty much on that day, we had what me, you, Samuel Castor came again, Scott came again. Yeah. Um, we had all of those guys that uh, had just come for the Sunday. So there was probably, it was a good 10, 12 guys that, Barely fast, barely quick. Uh, wanted to put make a race of it, really. Um, so yeah, we all went out. It was pretty much the first half of the course up until the bucket. Then after the bucket, we switched to the kind of the second last half of the course. Bucket twisted straight out. back in again, wasn't it? Yeah, and we missed out all of the long carries and treacherous running uh, there was still the bogs um, and some, a lot of watery parts so um, some of that water when you stepped in it it was like ankle deep and then you step again it was hip deep I went up to my hip on one I leg I a couple of times went to my bed and I was like oh my god that's cold <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fresh um, I thought I got lost at one moment when I was in the bog as well lost <laughs> I was just like where am I I can't see where I'm going um, and then, the tape gets trimmed down doesn't it so you can't see the tape yeah I think it had like, been pushed into the water so I couldn't really find it but I ended up going the right way so it worked out in the end um, but yeah pretty much still challenging course um, probably about 8 miles long I think in and around 8 miles yeah <clears throat> um, managed to get all the way through in, I was sitting in about fourth, yeah, I think, um, with Scotty just behind me in fifth on the block wall, <coughs> which was the last one before you went to the village. Yeah. Um, I did the block wall, just went off. I could see Samuel Kessler just in front of me, who was in third. He was just turning the corner to head into the trees before the village. So I thought, it's runnable. I can run this down. I could probably... Packed up to him of an obstacle in the village. Unbeknownst to me, Scott had come off the block wall or something had happened on the block. I think, I think he told me afterwards what he did by accident when he was stepping his foot round, his foot touched the black, so the top oh. of the thing. This is, this is again, we had this conversation. It's one of these rules. He didn't put any weight on it. He didn't use it as an advantage, but his foot touched. Now, when he realised he was on the black and not the red, he took his foot off and carried on. But also, yeah. the volunteer said to him, sorry, Scott, you've touched the black. You've got to do bare feet. Now, I think rather than arguing with it, he just got on and did the bare and carried on. Yeah. It's one of those things. I mean, like, I get what, I get what the volunteer said, and he's probably read the rules there, and he has touched the black. But he hasn't slipped off, or he hasn't used it for his advantage, if that makes sense. So it's one of those, but yeah, it's one of those, I guess. Um, but yeah, but I didn't know he'd stopped or anything. I thought he was still behind me, so I was giving it some um, <clears throat> through the forest up the slip wall, which was fairly simple. When I got over the slip wall, I saw Samuel in front of me on the plate drag, and it was not moving. He was pulling and pulling, and that plate was not moving. I was like, "What's happening here?" So I went and grabbed a plate a couple down from him tried to pull and it didn't move pretty much all of the grass had gone it was just muddy paths on there and there was I don't know ridges or something where the plate had been pulled into it 
I tried three, four plates and none of them would go past the first pool. So I was thinking, oh my God, I'm not going to... I not gonna got go. very lucky because the first oh, one I picked up just flew. Terrible. There was one that I managed to get. So I went to the first one next to the volunteer, tried that one. Um, and Samuel went to the one next to me. His one moved straight away. And I was like, ah. So by this time, we'd both lost probably about a minute. Really? So, yeah. Oh. It was moving between plates. It would not move at all. I was trying to pull, pull, get it going. It was probably about a minute gone. Keep keep moving, keep moving. Um, he did one. I grabbed his one straight afterwards, did it, and ran it back. Um, in the time it took him to go to the spear and throw his spear. By this time, Scott had come over the wall um, and was literally like right behind. I hit the spear, did the block drag, got to balance beam, done that. Um, Samuel had gone to the hoist, hoist and straight to burpees. And um, did you actually look at his burpees this time? No, I was not. I was not looking at his burpees. I was. Just, <laughs> I was just getting on with my thing. Um, after doing all of the plate drag, my arms were not shot, but they weren't feeling fresh. It took me a little bit longer than normal to get the hoist up. I had to stop at one point and like put my foot on the rope, and my hoist wasn't moving too well. But Scott managed to come in and absolutely smash the hoist and got about five seconds on me. Oh, really? So yeah. that's where he got his time? Yeah, by this time he had, he was just over the wall or just going up the wall as I left the hoist. Um, and then he was literally that one obstacle ahead of me. Those few seconds ahead, um, he managed to take third on the day. Fair play to him doing burpees and catching up. It was amazing. Uh, but yeah, just on the hoist, which was crushing. But it was, uh, it was all good. So I managed to come in fourth in the super. That's interesting because I thought that of all the people that are out there on that course, I mean, let's be honest, John Album, 70 kilos max, <clears throat> Daniel Corner, I watched him struggle with that on a video afterwards. You know, Scott is yeah. not that big. Samuel Cat, you've got to be the strongest out of a lot of them and you, were, you took the longest, which is interesting. Well, I burnt all my time out on the plate track. <laughs> yeah, which you wouldn't think is the difficult, but... It, I, I just... Everyone I got wouldn't move, and I was trying and trying, and I think I tried too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably could have burpeed quicker than do the plate drag. Bloody hell. It that's, was, that's funny. It was crazy. I um, So I was in way. I, was, um, I had a, a crap first part of the race, and my, my second part of the race was incredible. So oh, well, I didn't go well when I got to the bucket, and I, my lid came off. As I flipped the bucket over to carry, I yeah. got out. Well, up that first little bit of a hill, and my lid came off. And I was like, right, "What did you think about that bucket, by the way?" I liked the bucket. Was yours light? Do you think it was light? The bucket was a lot lighter than it has been all year. Yeah, the day before, I would say my bucket was full. The super, it did not feel full. Well, I reckon it was the other way around. So I reckon it was a lot lighter. Uh, having said that, the beast. I destroyed that bucket. It didn't seem like it taxed me whatsoever. Where I've done previous races and I felt, oh my God, this is a heavy bucket. I didn't feel that this weekend at all. Mm. Admittedly, I dropped most of my stones on, on the super. That might be why. I then spent fucking, oh, language. I then spent about a minute filling the bloody bucket back up with stones and I was literally picking the stones up and putting them back in because I did not want the volunteer saying to me that I was going around again. Yeah, yeah. So I made sure my bucket was full again, put the lid on, and that's when I lost, well, at least a minute on you guys, because you guys had finished the bucket and gone by the time I'd even freaking started. Yeah. Um, then I came off Twister again, but we'll, we'll breeze past that, because that was my interesting <laughs> So I was always then playing catch-up, and I found, again, I found myself in, in that horrible no-man land where you guys must have been two or three minutes ahead. The guys behind me were two three minutes behind. I was on my own. You know? Yeah, that's not and good. I just, I just like... Oh my god! I've ruined this. I'm not going to get top three. My mind went. I started throwing the toys out the pram. Then I saw Natasha uh, Mansell would come out on the course. Yeah, yeah. And I'm running along, just sort of moaning to myself. Mm, Mr. Pocket, she just popped popped out of the trees like. Out the trees going. <laughs> <"Get out!" laughs> 
was like, what are you doing so that gave me a bit of a kick up the ass. I started to push a bit more. Um, and as I pushed a bit more, as it came round to sort of where Olympus was, I could see a few of the guys that they were taking me doing burpees. So yeah. For Olympus, so I took a couple of those. Then I got to the block pool, uh, not block pool, block wall. I could see yeah. a guy doing burpees there, so I got past him. And then, you know, when your belief starts to come back and you start to think, oh, I'm running well now. Yeah, and, I'm, and moving. I'm moving. I'm moving. Fire track, the burnt fire track, just before we got into the main thing. Yeah. I kicked my pace down. And as I came over that slip wall, literally there was Das, James Burton, someone else, I don't know who it was, I do apologise, all doing burpees, I think, at Spear. Yeah. So that just gave me a serious, like, oh, Ooh. my God. <laughs> go, 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 go. Because um, yeah. in the day, I don't want to be being by anyone, but the more I can make up, the better. Um, slip ball, yeah, not a problem. Plate drag, I was lucky enough that I obviously got the one plate that pulled because as soon as I pulled it, it was there and there in like literally five seconds. You're lucky, man. Spear, first time, happy with that. And then there's a great video that I put on Instagram yesterday, I don't know if you saw where James Burton's just picking up a block to go around the block pool. Yeah, your block pool was super quick. And I just picked up this block pool. And when Natasha shouted at me, I was like, do you know what? This is my favourite obstacle. Just go for it. So I just sprinted around with the block. As I put my block down, I could see Das. And for some reason, he was sat on his ass on the balance beam. And the volunteer was making him do it again. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's interesting. So up over the balance beam, down, not a problem. Uh, over to a couple more people. Got to the hoist. And this point, Ian Deeth, and just about got it uh, two foot away from the top. Yeah. I put my foot on the top, absolutely hammered the crap out of that hoist, got it up the probably as fast as I've got it up all year. Um, yeah. I went out this morning, um, getting shouted at by the volunteers to give a foot off the bloody beam, off the top, um, which I was saying now is allowed. I have read the rules. You can use your foot on top. You just can't yeah. stand on the top. Now, a lot of people were saying that the volunteers stopped them from doing that. Yeah, well, interestingly, there's a video uh, that went on Facebook um, of John Alban doing the hoist, and you can hear, clearly hear the volunteers say to John, you can do this, this, and that, just do not put your foot on the top. So John has got both knees going through the gates yeah. trying to get this bloody hoist up, and he's going, this is stupid, this is stupid, this is stupid. Um, as I get there, uh, by the way, this point, John had already gone on. But <laughs> when I got there, um, first thing I did was put my foot on the top. And the yeah. volunteer goes to me, foot off the top. And I went, no, <laughs> I'm allowed to. It's in the rules. So I continued doing it with my foot on top. Got it. And I could see Das looking at me going, can we use the foot? Can we not use the foot? Then Jason, Bur Jason Burton's going, can we use the foot? Can we not? And I'm not. I'm doing it. I'll, let, I'll fight with the volunteers after once I finish my race. Yeah, I think it needs to be clear because it's one of those. You will actually lose a lot of time if you don't put your foot at the top. Hugely, I, hugely, hugely. I couldn't put my foot at the top because I cramp. But yeah, yeah. but it, I, now since we had a bit of a play with it, that's the easiest way of doing it. Come up, grab as high as you can, yeah. put one foot on the floor, one foot on the top, and you that first pull. Maybe a couple of overhands, stand back up, put your foot on the rope if you need to, go again. You can do it in three pulls. You know, if you're feeling strong and your grip hasn't gone, um, you can do it in three pulls well. Um, like I say, since then I've got the rules out and it clearly states, in fact, I'll read you this now because I... I um, Memorising them from last night. I, uh, I've actually... So the rules are, unless specifically defined otherwise by Spartan officials, and then it says in brackets, at stadium events... So I think the only time they can change the rules is if it comes down to health and safety at stadium events. Yeah. It says, competitors do not to need to keep their feet on the ground and the fence may be used as leverage. Standing on top of the fence or crossing the fence will result in immediate disqualification. Yeah, so right. you cannot stand with both feet on top of the fence or jump over the fence. Yeah. But it does say you can use the fence as leverage. Um, and one thing I noticed from, the, from what I did, I went to the one where they put the stake in the joints. 
because the stake's what goes into the ground. And I yeah. had my foot on the top, but I also had my foot on that stake. So I knew when I was going to pull back, it yeah. wasn't all going to lift up like it happened to me before. Sturdy. So yeah, so that video, it wasn't a gripe at any volunteers. I love the volunteers. They do amazingly jobs. But we definitely need to make sure, we, I mean, we've been caught out a couple of times now, where the volunteers yeah. mislead racers. Um, and we've had this conversation with Spartan. The thing is, as a racer, we should know the rules. You know? And if we feel like we know the rules and we know them better than the volunteer, then do what you feel is best uh, and worry about it afterwards. Um, I personally used the fence because I knew that that had been clarified and was the rules. And I knew that if it had come down to me being disqualified, they wouldn't have let it stand anyway. So anyway, I did that, got up pretty happy with my hoist. And then, unfortunately, I just couldn't chase it down in deep. But interestingly, he said to me at the finishing line, I knew you were coming. I just wanted to get away from you. So <laughs> I made him run a little bit harder. Um, but again, a ruined race for me. Pain twister. Um, I need to really go away and train um, that 90 upwards, backward motion on twister because my, my sidewards safety mechanism only works if it's dry and I'm not in a rush. Yeah. As soon as I've got a race, I just haven't got a second option and I've failed it too many times now this year that's cost me well, cost me serious and two races definitely. Uh, well, we've got plenty of time now. The UK racing doesn't start again till May 2019, which is not fun. Uh, but you've got what, seven months to yeah. train? That's a long time. If you are doing Spartan specifically, then that is a long time, but I'm sure I'm sure it'll be worth it. Yeah, it'll be worth it. But that's what it's all about. And I was thinking about this last night, you know, now the season's over, yeah, it's sad and all that, but actually it's a great time to just go away and train on, on the weaknesses and stuff, you know? Of course. Let's there's have, um, we've all got weaknesses. I mean, this year you've improved tenfold. I've improved <clears> tenfold. You know, Scotty's stay consistent. Obviously Tristan is still out there, you know, and that's forgetting the people that are going to come in next year because, again, I think we'll get a load of fresh ones come in. Yeah, I still think we'll get Connor Hancock race a lot more next year. So that's great for us. Great for we just need to improve again, you know. Um, of course, this is the time to train, get better, <clears throat> do some do some trail running, cross country, get out there in the in the wild, get running through the forest and stuff. Um, so results super. Uh, John Album one hour twelve. Now I will point out any time I saw him or any footage I've seen him in racing. He wasn't really racing, so don't take that by any means. Daniel Corner, he showed up again. Um, interesting guy. He's the guy that we interviewed a couple of months back, and he won Marsden March Super? Yeah, he won the Super in his first Spartan event. He's, he's an older guy. He's about 40, but guy, can he run? He um, can really run. So he was 113. So <coughs> again, somehow pulled it out of the bag with a 114, beating you guys, as you just said then. Uh, from the girls' side, Nikki Johnson, 140, winning it. Um, Holly Jones, don't know if I know her, 145. And then I wondered if this was uh, Samuel's wife, but Anna Caster, Castella. Yeah, yeah um, I think it's Samuel Caster's wife. Samuel Caster's wife came third in 145. So that's pretty good uh, from the girls' side, not far behind again um, for a pretty treacherous <coughs> horse. Yeah. But the weather was nicer. Um, and it was so good to see apparently 10,000 people through the doors of Spartan this weekend. Um, I don't know if they had that many, but that was the town. That was the predicted numbers. 10,000 people uh, were supposed to race. I just think it was because the weather was so bad at the beast. I think that put a bit of a downer on it. But yesterday, as in Sunday, sorry, was so much better. Yeah, it was, uh, it was much better weather on Sunday. It was a lot busier. All of the stands were busy. Um, I myself know that there was loads of new people racing and taking part in their first Spartans on the Sunday. Um, I had some friends out there from down in Bournemouth, Dorset area, that actually had gone to the race. Um, and they loved it. All messaging me last yesterday. One guy's already messaging me like, which gym should I sign up at? I want to do more. <laughs> He was like, when's the next one? I was like, May next year. He's like, no. Do you think they'll bring out one before May? Surely they will. Surely May won't be the first one. I uh, think... Some, come on, Spartan UK. Uh, I think Sinclair will be the opener. 
Um, and then obviously at the moment you've got Sinclair, Island, and I think Master Lodge are the ones on the website that are dated and up there that you can see when they are. Just means um, we have to go. Um, just means we're gonna have to go to possibly Europe then, mate. I'm thinking Mallorca or Austria or. <laughs> what a shame! <laughs> to get out to uh, a nice, <laughs> nice country to uh, to race, but yeah, so. A bit of a time for our one, but I'm sure next year it will be another epic season. And obviously, they haven't released the Euros, the Worlds yet locations, so we'll look forward to those. I'm definitely aiming to go to all of the Spartan Championship events next year, Euros and Worlds. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, it's going to be good. Awesome, man. Right, I think we'll leave it there. I think we've spoke to death. I think our listeners are all going to perform asleep. Um, but we're going to be back hopefully by the end of this week again with another episode with a special guest hopefully Um, we've got some great stuff lined up hopefully it will all come through in the next week or so so listen up Um, if you did the Spartan Windsor race let us know how it was did you like it did you enjoy it did you do the beast did you do the sprint did you do the super Um, let us know Instagram Facebook comments peace right thanks guys bye Spartans what is your profession you've been listening to OCR audio with Luke and Jack see you next time